Algar Productions. You are listening to the Post Atomic Horror Podcast with Ron Algar Watt and Matt Robotham. Supplemental Episode 30 with Gav Brown and Gav Drury. Hi friends, it's Christmas, and we we said this already, we had a scrap take, which always feels weird to me. You guys don't know that, but I want to tell you just to make this as awkward as possible. (laughs) uh, To let the people know that you screwed up, Al. No, I completely screwed up, and I need I need everyone to know it's Christmas. I got to be honest, uh, but but it is Christmas, and what that means is our friends from across the puddle are here, uh, English and Irish dad. <laughs> across Hello, the Christmas <laughs> yes, seasons to you all. Merry Christmas season, seasons greeting. Christmas. <laughs> yeah, you may have heard there's a war on Christmas here, but it's still okay to say Merry. Are we Christmas. still at it's... war with Christmas? Oh, thought... oh yeah. I thought we figured that shit out by now. No, no, no. There is, there is definitely a war on Christmas. Uh, yeah, it lasts longer than the war on uh, the Hundred Years' War. Let's go with that one. I, yeah. I mean, you're our history expert. How long was the Hundred Years' War? It was 116 years old. Of course it was. <laughs> God damn it. Anyway, so, no so the idea... <laughs> the idea of... Uh, of this exercise was that we exchanged uh, uh, shows for each other to uh, to review. Like yes, Matt and I picked a show. What's that? Yes, much like garbage Christmas presents for each other. Yeah, exactly. It's like a it's like a Secret Santa thing. It's like a we picked a show for them to watch. They picked a show for us to watch. I I, I like I like that idea though. I like surprising each other with like a, here's what you have to do. Oh oh good. There a bastard dog shit. You're as it happens, my choice was a fondly remembered show from my youth, and uh, English Gav uh, fondly remembered uh, the the one that Matt and I will be doing. So uh, our memories didn't exactly hold up. No, none of us but... were fond of what we watched. English Gav <laughs> but... fondly remembered everything from the nineties. <laughs> oh, we, you're you're like my arch nemesis if that's the case. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the nineties. <laughs> Anyway, what we what we ended up choosing for the Gavs was uh, literally my favorite show at age eight. Uh, a very short-lived uh, show from 1982 called Voyagers! Exclamation um, point. And they're going to tell you about the Christmas episode of said show called Merry Christmas Bog. So, English Gav, please take it away. <coughs> Here we go. I'm always tempted to tell stories from the villain's perspective, identifying them as the protagonists and the so-called heroes as the antagonists and this one is no exception. For some unknown reason, history is wrong, and we need someone to fix it. Cue an old man and his young child psychic travelling through space and time in their clothes. Fuck the box, we're flying through this shit like Superman. Maybe they should have thought more about this as they fall from space and time onto some conveniently placed American Revolution cardboard boxes. The Redcoats are on the lookout for unusual, unusual Christmas Eve activity. People falling from the sky or gunpowder with massive labels saying powder being satellite. Don't count, apparently. The gunpowder goes off, damaging three paving slabs. Running away with the revolution, our heroes are captured and put in stocks. The paving slabs have powerful friends. Apparently they're missing a leader, you know? Someone to tell them not to target three paving slabs, and maybe something useful instead. Using the magic of time travel, they escape the stocks and convince George Washington not to go and be a cabin boy by showing him a small circle and a large circle. The small circle is the size of his arsehole before being a cabin boy. (laughs) (laughs) With history fix, it's off to 1892 so a kid can visit his relatives. Steve Jones turns up with some money for Samuel Gompers to give to the men on strike. Nasty worker men steal it though and the strikers are upset. But old man convinces them to give Sam one more day. In the meantime, they settle down for dinner with kids' relatives. If potato peelings in water count as dinner, that is. Would you like to stay for Christmas too? Um, what are you serving? Anyway, Sam can't strike a deal, so it's time for the old man to go back to steal it. After hacking their way into the accounts department, they find the money, but are discovered by Trevor from accounts and his dog. Old man fumbles in his pocket, wild sweet 
Time watch. Paperclip. Ah, jackpot. A stake. He throws it <laughs> to distract everyone and escapes using the time watch again. Apparently, George isn't fixed because a sneaky sneak is stealing the battle plans to give it to the accursed British. But it's okay. Just as once the British are having a poker game with the battle plans as the prize. So the lucky old man wins the battle plans and their clothes too. They return the money to the striking people and everyone is friends and happy again. Wait, the lack of money was making everyone grumpy? Huh, who knew? Late while, Sam offers to adopt the kid he's known for an hour and an old man readily agrees since he's fed up with the whiny crybaby. Kid chases after him, whines and cries, and everyone is all happily ever after. At the end, in a nod forward to the CW channel, Old Man goes back in time and replaces all instances of Old Man with a sexy chest-bearing man after regenerating into him. <laughs> well, this this was the way I tried to describe the show to these guys, uh, using terms they would understand. It, it, it's like Doctor Who, if the Doctor was a complete idiot... His companion was a child who was actually the, the smart one of the two of them and did all the actual work. And if the kid said, Bogs, every five seconds. Yeah. No, it's Bog. The The, the main guy's name is Phineas Bog, which is uh. not from anything. That's totally original name. No, I actually looked it up on the t on the TV Tropes page, and apparently uh, Jules Verne got the idea for Phineas Fogg from him. Oh. Well, that's that's something. Like, like, Phineas Bog, what a great name. I better change it so he doesn't sue me. <laughs> Fog. <laughs> well, categorically, uh, Fog is better than the Bogs. I bet that is that is definitely true. I like like I say, this was my absolute favorite show when it was on, but there weren't a lot of sci-fi shows on at the time in my, in my defense. I didn't have much else to compare it to. You were not and, the uh, uh, television critique that you are today. Well, also that, but, all, you know, I was a stupid kid, and it was 1982, and the other two channels had, like, I don't know, Remington Steel and the Dukes of Hazard or something. You yeah, know? Like, I don't want to watch either of those. Right. What about time yeah. travel, man? What, what, what sci-fi channels were all of the time? 1980, probably nothing. Uh, I seriously, like, I think Knight Rider, maybe, at that point? Yeah. Which was barely sci-fi? I'm trying to think what sci-fi shows I was watching at eight, and it's Star Trek. So, Star Galactica, the original. Mm, I never got into that, but I think it might have been over at this point. Anyway, oh, okay. I think that was late seventies. I could be wrong though. Um, there, there really was like I do remember there not being very much and being very excited when anything vaguely sci-fi sci was on. But I mean, that said, it's still total garbage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Although I did enjoy it more than uh, the second show, which we'll get to in a couple of minutes. <laughs> yeah. Just oh, by the way, seventiesness. Yeah, it definitely had a late seventies, early eighties vibe to it, and yeah. Uh, one thing I wanted to mention real quick uh, before we get too far into this stuff: uh, both of these episodes that we've covered are actually on YouTube. So if you want to watch them, like Why? along with us, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Um, so, uh, English, Gav, did you manage to find anything good about this? Yeah, finally we get a story about how great the British were, but meddlesome time travels ruin everything. That must be nice <laughs> for you guys. I was going to say when, uh, when I watched this, Al, did, are you sure you picked the right episode for one American and three foreigners? <laughs> yeah, the thing is, the show wasn't incredibly American-centric. Like, it definitely had its episodes, but there was a lot of going to, like, the French Revolution and... The, I remember the pilot had Moses, like they were in Israel at that point. Like, oh sure, I mean, so, Moses. so 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 de yeah. de definitely <laughs> grounded in history, then. Yeah, exactly. It's de it's it's definitely educational, teaching you about actual things in history that really happened. I'm pretty sure there was also a TV show where kids went back in time to go to the Bible. So. <laughs> No, I remember the pilot, the thing they needed to fix was that baby Moses needed to be put in the river in the basket, like like the story. And the, I, off to a great start with their historical accuracy there. I that can't must, imagine that's actually what it's about, but in my head it's about them being chased by Egyptians with like this baby for a half hour. Yeah, like Benny Hill, just running in fast <laughs> yeah. motion. No, it's just the babies yeah. at the side, I mean, side of the river, and they just lift it up and put it in, and they're done within five minutes. Yeah, history's fixed. The and end. then they exploded back in time. 
<laughs> well, the effect of them actually time traveling is that they explode. Like, there's an explosion, an actual explosion with the sound. A and then they, yeah, like like English Gav said, they they fly through space like Superman. It's, it's great. like they're being shot out of a time cannon. <laughs> yeah. um, yes, yes, and to, I don't know, a, a weirdly long pyramid. Yeah. yeah, and then a kaleidoscope shows up. Mm-hmm. And then they fall twenty feet onto a soft, a convenient soft object. Yeah. <laughs> yes. In every episode, and this ran for a whole season. This ran for twenty some episodes, and they time travel two or three times per episode. Every single time that happens. Did it get cancelled because they ran out of soft things to land on? <laughs> well, yeah, history only has so many soft things. Apparently, they were back in time before soft things were invented. Apparently, it was yeah. looking like they would have got. Uh, renewed but then 60 minutes had some problems so they had to get another uh news show out and that's why it was cancelled oh yeah actually there's a there's a like that that all that all did happen but in addition to that the actor like even if they'd managed to bring it back not long after that the actor tragically this isn't funny this is terrible oh well Uh, then you should definitely bring it up on our comedy special (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's one of those things i just i remembered as a kid this this guy yes um, I looked this up as well yes. backstage on another show uh, with a with a blank with a with a gu- with a blank gun like a, mm-hmm. a prop gun and put it up to his temple and fired like as a joke and the squib killed him yeah like don't he, do that he, he killed himself m- mimicking killing himself with a prop just terrible but as a kid I always thought the show got canceled because of that I didn't realize this other stuff I thought like. Like, that show would have gone on for 50 seasons if that guy hadn't accidentally killed himself. No, they just would have brought in the second Darren to replace him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or they would have regenerated. Yeah. Yeah. Into... The thing is, the, the flying through space thing is stupid, but really, I mean, let, let's be real, guys. Is it stupider than a, a police box? Yes. No. Yes, it is. <laughs> okay. Never. I mean, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely stupider than a police box. I don't know. <laughs> or or a car that you just you put some wires on and drive fast. Oh, it's fast way stupider than a car that you put some wires on or a telephone booth. Like, let's put it this way. I don't know. Is, I think it's is all... flying through space stupider than being enclosed in another object? Yes. <laughs> Wait, what was the question? All right. I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Although Matt said if there had been a bunch of flying clocks out there while they were flying through space, that would have been better. That would have been the best. Does, does the watch create a protective magic bubble around them or something? Stop trying to use your science. Oh, you're there. not... <laughs> yeah, you're not trying to make any possible sense of this, are you? Because there's, there's so... Like... Yeah. It doesn't so protect the, them from their 20-foot drop when they arrive in the new time period. <laughs> but, I mean, no. there's the, the, the central premise of the show is that they're supposed to be fixing history when it goes wrong, but they don't really... I mean, th- this is uh, this is this is your bad thing, isn't it? Uh, one of you. Why is it? Why is it going you wrong? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just th- like for some reason history's wrong, and that's, we have to fix it. But wrong by it's some like, standards. It reminded me of uh, uh, the Sherman and Peabody show, where they would just like they'd go back in time to check shit out, but shit wouldn't be going the way like. There'd be some guy go. There'd be some guy who was like, like Christopher Columbus would be there. He's like, I can't find America, right? And they he That'd needs be- like he needs them to find it for them. But it's like, yeah, like there's no evil guy traveling around going, ah, now they'll never find America, right? Although uh, later on in the series there was, but uh, oh, good, that's what the show is missing is the evil time travel guy. Look, every show has that, okay? <laughs> yeah, and this guy, this one had the, when you the have guy. One guy Chewing a cigar. What more? Do you, what wants more evil than a guy chewing a cigar? Oh man, he was eating the crap out of that cigar. Uh, well, Orson what's Wells more evil? Cigar. British people are more evil. I mean, let's be clear. <laughs> <laughs> at one point, at the beginning, I'm like, oh, one of these British officers is nice. Oh no, the idea is that George Washington didn't become a general. He joined the British Navy, so it was actually just George Washington. So. Never mind. You saw that episode of The Simpsons where they were, where he joined the navy. He had to join the navy. Oh right, yeah, it's my first day. Yes. <laughs> quack quack quack. Right. Uh, Irish Gav, what is your good thing? My good thing was Boggs isn't bad looking. 
Yes, that's literally all I have that's good. Uh, <laughs> okay, I guess he's alright at comedy as well. Like, the, there was the scene with uh, George Washington's mother and, and, and the poker scene, but yeah. Weird voice, though. Uh-huh, like, very. a lot deeper than you would think when he, when he speaks. Yeah, he had a very deep voice. Hey, come on, kid, let's go. We gotta go stop George Washington or something. <laughs> You don't stop. What is wrong with you? Do you want to have a look at my chest? <laughs> hey, kid, do you want to look at my chest? Oh, dear. Hey, Are you mesmerized by my chest yet? <laughs> Why is he from the deep no, south? You know, the, <laughs> you know, the greatest a, tool that the Voyagers have is their magnificent chests. <laughs> no, it's their magnificent way of blending in. It's their it's their their costumes that that look like they fit in any time period. Oh, you mean like how Bog dressed like a Western pirate? He looks like he fell out of Firefly. Yeah, no, and, no, he, and the kid, he just Jeffrey dressed Jones, like a Western, like a Waldo shirt. <laughs> <laughs> he's also incredibly stupid, which I actually kind of like. Mm-hmm. Like, he's, he's supposed to be the hero. He's supposed to be the grown-up, like, making things happen. And he doesn't, like... Matt, you pointed out, he's just got his mouth open most of the time. Uh-huh. Like, uh... uh, what? So, yeah. Yeah, I'll say, how, how is the kid not the one in charge here? It's, uh... I, he basically is. Like, not on paper, but he's he's the one... The, the whole idea is that Bog had a guidebook to help him learn about history, and he lost the book. I, the kid's dog mm. ate it, like, the entire book. And, and then died. Kid, yeah, and the kid knows way more about history than he does. So I feel like he should be in charge of the watch. The kid. Yeah. 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 Are all shows in the eighties just uh, someone loses something in the pilot and then that carries on after that? Because the greatest American hero, he gets a superhero costume and then loses yeah. the instructions. I was just thinking of that. Yeah. And actually, now that I think of it, that's another sci-fi show that was on at this time. So we oh, watch yeah. that next year. <laughs> yes. Did they I do a Christmas episode? I, actually, it's probably shit. I, I just, so. I just remember, <laughs> I just remember being, re- I remember really liking it when I was a kid. See, the only thing is now you're going to think yeah. of uh, of George Costanza when you hear the, the tune. Oh yeah. Believe it or not, George isn't at home. <laughs> <laughs> English guy, you know what that is. Right? Yeah, it's my favorite song. George Costanza. It's his Now tell me, was he the greatest Canadian hero and the greatest British hero? Like, did they change it in other countries? Or? No, it was just one well, then dub it. Oh, okay. <laughs> they got they got the guy uh, uh, Boggs to dub it as well. No. Hey, I'm the greatest American hero. Oddly enough, the great British hero was uh, Stu Perkins. Well. Well done. That's kind of true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Matt, what was your good thing about this episode? I don't remember. Uh, oh. uh, best thing about this episode. For more information on George Washington, <laughs> voyage to your local library. It's all in books. Amazing. Just amazing. Like, over yep. the credits, that kid shows up to just be all, to literally say, go to your vo- local library. Yeah, that's how they could sell this as an educational show. It's like, uh... We got all this wrong, but go read books and see what really happened. I, I, I fucking I love any kind of any kind of that crap in uh, in old TV shows. But that is good. You wouldn't hear that now, of course. But you know, it no. is good that people actually you know went to libraries back then. Well, for one thing, it would be like for more information on George Washington, consult your local internet. Yes. Yeah. Just fucking Google that shit. Just look up this click here. This crappy website. Uh huh. Use our hashtag. <laughs> yeah, I hate that so much. Uh, no, it, uh, it was cute. Yeah. Also, the kid's not a bad actor. You mean Mino Pelus? <laughs> yes, Mino Pelus, uh, brother of Sole name. Moon Fry. For right. more information on Mino like Pelus, consult your doctor. <laughs> Consult Wikipedia because there's no like there's no cure. <laughs> Consult your doctor if your bog lasts more than three hours. If your bog Phineas is for more than three hours. <laughs> uh, my good thing actually also was Bog. Uh, I thought he actually could be kind of charming, like bog. when the script gave him a chance to be. The the poker scene where he just like 
literally wins the pants off of the British soldiers. I have it's never, actually... I have never seen another poker scene on, on a television show where the one guy card sharks everyone else and wins all the money, and then everyone just stands up and goes, "Well, you won. Goodbye." Yep. No, they they <laughs> still had the moment. Hey, wait a minute, he cheated, but they did that after they left. Yeah. Yeah. It's no, like the guy, the guy leaves and then comes back in. No, they say, yep. well done, you won, goodbye. And then yeah. he says, hey, can I win your clothes as well? And they're like, yeah, all right, then. Fuck, I didn't know I yeah. had more to lose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've taken all my money. Why shouldn't you take everything I own? Yeah, this, this uniform that identifies... This uniform that identifies me as a as a as a important authority in this uh, in this military, I'll just give it away to someone. That's fine. Yeah, I've not won a single game yet. I'm sure I can win this last one. <laughs> Any second now, gonna... my luck's gonna kick in. In fairness, that's how gamblers actually think. Yeah. <laughs> so all British are gamblers, got you, and evil. Uh, well, I mean, I didn't say it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that show did. Don't know why I care. Though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, let's do bad things now. English guy, what do you got? Uh, I felt the, the plot points and everything. It felt a bit rushed. A lot was squeezed into the episode. It's wait, am I asking for more filler here? It's uh, <laughs> any any other show would have told this over four parts. Oh, you mean so, Doctor Who? That's what you mean. Yeah, just say it <laughs> yeah, this Who time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know that any other any other show would. Uh, one particular show definitely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That would have been six parts. Actually, <laughs> actually, Irish guy, you had a problem with the plot as well. Yeah, yes, I was just going to say that. What was the plot was my main problem. It was just a bunch of mm-hmm. stuff that happened. To quote Homer Simpson, if a good plot, <laughs> if a good plot is a straight line, this plot was like a drunk walking and pissing in the snow. <laughs> <laughs> to learn more about pissing. In the snow. <laughs> Consult the Frank Zappa song, Yellow Snow. It was it was a very meandering show, you know, like... Yeah, you think, okay, they're going to colonial times, this is going to be about them meeting George Washington, but that happens for like five minutes, and then they go to eight, like late 1800s Union time in Chicago, but then they go back to colonial times, but then they go back to Chicago. Like, what? what is happening? None yeah. of these things have anything to do with yeah, each other. It's like they picked a... I don't know. It's like they they decided to write one of them, and they thought, "Oh fuck, we can't write enough on this. Uh, let's write something else." Mm-hmm. You know, it's like an A and B story, except they can't do them both at yeah. the same time. So just stick one at the middle, and and then the others at the end. Yeah, it's like an A and B story, but they actively have to move between the two stories. But none of them relate to each other. No, like nothing has anything to do with anything apart from the fact that they try and travel from one to the other. That's it. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, at least the other yeah. one could have been... Like, both of them should have been at Christmas. Well, they were, weren't they? I did sort of like, though, going back to the good points, how they did link the two stories together through the money. Oh, they yeah. used the money through one yeah, time period to, so, so you're saying, to progress in the other one. And So you're saying money links yeah. everything together, Gaff? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> money makes the story, but... Oh, that's that's basically the point of the next thing we're going to cover, but we'll get there in a minute. I actually, when they, when um, Bog uses the uh, the the stolen money from the nineteen, uh, what is it, the eighteen hundreds? Yeah, it's like the late eighteen yeah. hundreds, like late eighteen hundreds, the, the, the labor union kind of thing, in the like uh, in the poker game in the seventeen hundreds. And all I can think is the British guy's going, "Why is that? Uh, why is that American general on all of these coins?" Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. Uh, what was your bad thing, Matt? Uh, I kind of already tackled it. That the show is basically Peabody and Sherman. You know, why is that a bad thing? Peabody and Sherman's great. Yeah, it means I could rather be watching that show. That's fair. Guy and his boy going to time periods, writing historical wrongs that just sort of happened, meeting a lot of guys that talk like famous camp seventies gays, and nobody comments <laughs> on how weird these time travelers are. Also, what is Bog from exactly? Like, what is he wearing? And it can re- can it reveal any more of his chest? <laughs> Do you want it to reveal more of his chest? Yes. It could loosen his strings. I want to see as much chest as possible while <laughs> still having a shirt on. <laughs> well, it was impressive to start because you actually saw a nipple. Yeah. That was a big deal in 1982. <laughs> yeah. I want to see him. So I he slowly him got Sean more Connery dressed as the episode went on. Yes, he got slowly got more dressed as the episode went on. 
But as you notice, Gav, he never ever buttoned his top button up. Ever. No. He ever. just had to let people know he had a hairy chest. Even in the, even got it. Even in the late eighteen hundreds. In yep. minus eighteen degrees. <laughs> yep. Yes. Yes, he was wearing his shitty clothes. He was freezing to death. And still he yeah, didn't want to time change. In Chicago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, cold, isn't it, kid? Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe if you maybe if you weren't displaying all of your chest, you dumb idiot. <laughs> That's what you are, a dumb idiot. <laughs> yeah, and then the kid starts. I'm gonna cry- stay here. <laughs> and the kid starts crying over the nipple he used to know. That sounds even weirder than I meant. The nipple to. that he used to know. No, <laughs> sounds about right. Uh, my bad thing. Yes. And this isn't this isn't just this show. This is pretty much all shows from back then. They had they did this weird thing where they just show you a bunch of stuff from the episode you're oh, about yeah. to watch before it started. Like it, I guess so you wouldn't get too excited about like the 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 tension or whatever. Yeah. Oh, well everything's going to be okay cuz I've already seen the ending. Like it's it's just weird. No, I see that all the time. It's like tonight on Rockford. Rockford does this crap. <laughs> yeah, I I was watching a bunch of old like uh Soap, soap operas and stuff as uh, research and uh, mm. watched uh, some Falcon Crest from back in the day and they would do that too you just like you get a 30 second encapsulation of the episode before the episode like why why are you doing that I'm sure Murder She Wrote did that as well I just but I don't but, understand why they would do that is that so you can watch that and then decide if it's bothered to watching the rest of the show I guess it's like a like a trailer, yeah. like a preview. Like here's yeah. here's the exciting stuff you're about to see. So either watch or flip, but the, it doesn't, doesn't really yeah. work. I, I completely that forgot they did that. I watched yeah. it first time. and I'm the thinking of- that preview of what's already happened don't make any sense to me mm. until you tell me it was. Uh, yeah, most of it's from the end anyway, and you think the main the main conflict is going to be about him wanting to stay and. Chicago with his great grandparents, but yeah. that barely comes up. They no, make that's... a big deal out of out of it in the preview, and then it's like it, it's tacked on in the, in the last three minutes of the show. Yeah. Ah, whatever. What the hell, Bog? <laughs> How is this Bog's fault? Everything is Bog's fault. You Shut just don't up, like Bog. Bog. I have a bumper sticker that says "Everything is Bog's fault." It didn't go back in time <laughs> and maybe... fix it. It's his fault. Don't blame me, Marge. I voted for Bog. <laughs> Bog. Uh, you guys have anything else about this? Oh, loads. Um, it, surely there's a better way to travel than falling from the sky. Would, would be one. Uh, I would believe that. Yes. No, nope, I disagree. You Maybe disagree? Yeah, <laughs> <in like a laughs> <box or something. laughs> no, I think flying through space and falling out of the sky is a perfect way to time travel. You guys are nuts. And <laughs> I mean. We, this is kid. This kid seems to know more history than most people. Oh yeah, yeah. How? Well, he's he's your standard precocious kid on a TV show. That's well, that's true. You know. his, so he's so he's like Wesley Crusher. History, so yeah. Well, you've got to have somebody yeah, that, that he, turns up and knows everything. You can't just yeah, you have, have them have both have turn up and go, "Who's this Christopher Columbus guy?" <laughs> Never yeah. heard of him. Yeah, if the kid was also a dumb mouth breather, the show would be <laughs> even more boring. The show would be Beavis and Butthead, but with time travel. Which See, sounds now amazing. what you've described oh, is the most amazing thing ever. Yep. And every time they fall, they like 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 break their spines almost. Yep. Damn it, Beavis. <laughs> or it should Ow, be Damn no, it. Fell out of the sky. <laughs> Damn it, Boghead! <laughs> Why didn't we watch that? We yeah. haven't even mentioned well, next year. how many thousands of times the kid cries during the show. I, I don't remember and him being a big crier, crier either. Well, he but was yeah. in this. Def- definitely Every not. single object yeah, he looked at in the, in, the, in the family's house, he was just crying over. Just stop looking at things then, Jesus. <laughs> Bugs, I used to have... My grandparents had this chair... And this shitty doll, and this china hutch, <laughs> and this and dog, these, and these onions I'm cutting, <laughs> and this and this potato soup. We've barely even talked about Gompers, by the way. Oh, we oh yeah, Gompers, about Gompers, the real man with a real name. 
Yeah, he was an actual uh, historical figure, Samuel yep. Gompers. Yeah. Yep. Who, who gave his name That's to the song like Gomp? Gompers. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. I know it is. <laughs> All right. Anything else? Uh, uh, as a back on the kid, I do like is when he was trying to talk uh, old uh, George Washington into not being a cabin boy. One of his uh, bad things mm. was, uh, well, cabin boys, they do things. <laughs> Did he say that, that really? <laughs> 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 I'm pretty sure that he said, they do things. Oh, shit. <laughs> Washington. No, the thing. They do things. <laughs> Was he a Gav? <laughs> <laughs> I can't do things. Gav Washington. It's the code. Yeah. I guess that would be classic American Gav. Yeah, that's, that's true. He was English Gav who became American Gav. <laughs> classic American Gav. I'm sure that show was on in the 80s. Golden, uh, golden Age American Gav. <laughs> he killed everyone with guns. All right, you guys got a quote for us? Uh it's not a particularly inspiring quote or anything, but it's a quote that I did enjoy how they delivered it. Basically, it was shortly after they were captured by the revolutionists. Mm-hmm. And that... Like I said, kid. The revolution will find you. I just, I just like the delivery yeah. of it and everything. Fair enough. Yeah, I, if I had to choose one, I do not know what I would have chosen. This is not a very quotable show. I probably would have had to choose one. <laughs> yeah, I was struggling for anything, really. <laughs> it's bog, Matt, it's... singular, not there. It was, more it was, bogs over here. It was either that quote or, or spunky lady. I think someone Sp- says oh, at one, right. per, one point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's regrettable. Yeah. <laughs> Problematic? Problematic, Faval. Yeah. We're we're about to get into some problematic stuff, actually. <laughs> oh yeah. So, uh huh. The Gavs chose for us uh-huh. the popular '90s program Sliders, Ugh. and the wonderfully titled Christmas episode therein, "Seasons Greetings." Do you get it? Greed, you know, like greed. Uh huh. Ugh, I hate you guys so much. I do not regret what I did. <laughs> I do. Good. I regret it every day. I regret yeah, we, nothing. We deserve this. We res- we deserve this for the holi- for the Star Wars holiday special. So. We had this coming. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Matt. You wanna you wanna you wanna tell the people about season's greetings? Meet the sliders. Creepy white guy. I'm wearing Jason Bateman's skin. Debbie sliders. Probably not my actual name. John Reese Davies. I'm slumming on American television. Rembrandt. Wait, wait, is this right? Rembrandt Brown? Yes, Matt. I'm afraid it is correct. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is your 1997 Sliders opening lineup. Let's get ready to... Sliders. Our heroes emerge from a portal, which I assume is how things work on this dumb show, while literal pygmies chuck spears at them. Is this going to be... Problematic. (laughs) But, thankfully, no. Instead, we're in a world where mothers give away their babies to total strangers, which I guess is a type of alternate reality? As Irish Gav mentioned to me earlier this week, I'm not sure the show knows what alternate realities actually are. Anyway... This happens in a church, which our characters immediately make a beeline toward, presumably to cleanse their souls from their recent encounter with those pygmy savages. So this woman, whose name is Carol, get it? Do you, do you get it? Do you get it? Hucks a baby at John Reese Babies. I mean, I mean Davies, excuse me. <laughs> Still a better name than Rembrandt Brown. Why do I keep wanting to call him Rembrandt Jones? Anyway, after consulting a priest, which I assume is standard sliders operating procedure, and making the baby somebody else's problem, they head to Sky Mall, which is literally a mall in the sky. Then they visit the food port, the food court, get minimum wage jobs, apartments, and credit cards. This science fiction show is positively thrilling. <laughs> uh, to the show's credit, we're not trying to pass off the mall as an exotic location. We're supposed to be at the mall. Somebody thought that was a good idea. 
Seeing as it's around Christmas time, the mall is pretty crowded, but the people manage to move aside to make way for the giant truckload of obvious symbolism! You see, on this world, the real meaning of Christmas has been lost in favor of a system that encourages people to go into debt and buy all manner of things they can't afford. Wait, they didn't actually slide home to the real Earth, did they? Is this the series finale? Oh wait, the mall is in the sky. Obviously this is a fanciful other-dimensional to-do. So then we meet Chase Mrs. Rom Masterson and the inexplicably British evil corporate monsterman in his giant suit. Also, I guess Chase Masterson is Debbie Sliders' sister, but Debbie died in this reality and she doesn't want to tell the family to be some kind of Debbie Downer. Also, her dad is there dressed like Christmas variant Ben Horn. And then we all get to watch the guys reenact the Santa Land Diaries, which is exactly as exciting as all mall jobs are. The one vaguely interesting holdout is John Reese davies who uses his natural talents of being fat and having a deep voice to play Santa. He commences lecturing the small children of the Sky Mall on, virtu on the virtues of giving a care and not buying things. And somehow, after about five minutes of this, the children are no longer interested in video games. Now, the evil British guy Matt mentioned a minute ago is supposedly warping these people's minds with subliminal advertising, but Sala Claus here must be doing the same because there is no way any grown-up no matter how fat or deep-voiced would ever convince a child in the mid-90s to stop caring about video games. Not if he was playing fair, anyway. Yeah, man, come on. The Nan 64 was about to come out. <laughs> anyway, using all television characters' ability to break into corporate offices and hack the database network, they discover that evil corporate is using subliminal advertising, liminal advertising, and possibly superliminal advertising <laughs> to convince kids to like toys and people to buy things at Christmas. <laughs> the fiends! <laughs> Apparently in this reality, that's just slightly too evil, or perfectly reasonable in 2016. So they sabotage the entire reality, and then have a, a down-home country-style family Christmas at Ben Horn and Chase Masterson's house. Not satisfied with simply ruining an entire world's economy, Debbie, which may not actually be her name, also ruins the lives of her alternate family by telling them she's the daughter they lost in childbirth, just before leaping into a portal never to be seen again. That's some James T. Kirk-level burn-it-to-the-ground-and-salt-the-earth hit-and-run action there. So long, losers! I was the baby you lost! <laughs> hey, remember that thing you've been sad about for 25 years? That's me! Bye! <laughs> Sliders. <laughs> wow. So, English Gav, this, this, is your, this, is, this is a show you remember fondly, is it not? Yep, yeah, I watch this every week. Uh... <laughs> Yep, I really did enjoy this. Uh, apart from apparently this one episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, good pick then, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. We talked about this. Like, I, like se semi-serious drama shows. Are Christmas episodes ever good? No. Like, this is the worst uh, example of every show, I think. Blackadder's Christmas Carol was good. Oh yeah, oh, Blackadder's yes. Christmas Carol's fucking great. Yeah, but Blackadder's a, a comedy. Like comedy shows sometimes pull it off, but but like dra dramatic shows, I don't think. Oh, dramatic Christmas show, dramatic Christmas show. You know, like like your your typical hour long. It could be genre or not genre, but you know your your hour long drama show. Like mm. well, I, I sort of enjoyed Avengers last year, Black Mirror. Oh shit! I forgot about that. Okay, one. That's yeah, true. that was great. Yeah, okay, Black Mirror was good too. And I guess I guess Doctor Who has uh, some I, good ones. So okay, it does happen from time. <laughs> apart from those. Apart from the good it, ones. It, it, is, all shit. It, it is the exception, yes, I'll give you that. Uh, but and and most of those also are British shows. So maybe it's just American TV that can't really pull it off. Uh yes. Damn man. I might just watch the Avengers Christmas. <laughs> we'll Christmas go with that one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not saying all British uh, uh, Christmas specials are good, but I am oh, saying no, like it's not. more of a tradition there. A lot of times, a lot of times, you guys do a, a special, like a one-off Christmas episode of of a series that, like, over here, that's just part of the run. It's not really a you know. Mm. Oh, right. it, is, I, it is so, literally a Christmas special over here. Yeah, well, for right, exactly. for a Christmas special to be part of a six-episode run is going to take some doing. <laughs> right. You have to time it exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. It has to begin or end within a, a month and a half of Christmas. <laughs> right. But see, that's the thing. We don't really have that tradition here, so maybe that's why the, the British versions are better, because you you know, you make a you make an extra effort to write an episode just for Christmas. Whereas yeah. here it's like, ugh, this one airs the the week of December twentieth, I guess yeah, we have we to do a Christmas, Christmas thing. episode. Yeah. So this was garbage though. This was Oh yeah. Just, this was <laughs> <terrible>. <laughs> 
<laughs> We're all agreed on that, right? I don't want to yeah. badmouth something somebody enjoyed. Yeah, 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 I didn't like either of these episodes, to be no. honest okay. with you. I, I slightly preferred okay. Voyagers, but... No, I agree. Yeah, with yeah. the TS and the exclamation the mark, I, make sure yeah. you say that, yes. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the thing, is, like, these are both shows that, that one of us enjoyed when we were younger, but uh, the difference is, like, I don't think any of Voyagers was good. I think that was pretty representative of the whole show. Mm-hmm. Whereas what you're saying, English Gav, is this was just a bad episode of an okay show. I stick by that. My memory is not okay. failing me. <laughs> at all. Oh, let's let's start with good things. What do you what do you got, English Gav? Ah, so uh, the hacking. Uh, no, wait. Uh, the plot? No, <laughs> hang on, I can do this. John East. Now that's everyone's, isn't it? Um, I'll go with the bat- bratty kid. Oh, the one in the uh, Cosby sweater. <laughs> oh, kid number two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think he did a good job of being a bratty kid. He he convinced me, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah. and he, he turned around. And I thought he did a good job. As I cannot think of anything else that was good. <laughs> I think he might I'm have been the little kid problem child. You guys remember problem child? <laughs> I uh, sure do. Weren't there sixteen sequels to that? There were indeed. No, just I believe there was just one sequel to that, wasn't was there? Was there? I thought there were more. Was John that. Ritter in that, or do I just think he was? No, John Ritter was in that. John Ritter was the poor, I believe, stepdad who was beleaguered by this woman's kid and like kept doing all sorts of terrible Home Alone slapstick stuff to him. Like, I, I, in my head, like, that movie should, the first movie should have starred Chevy Chase, and then the second one had John Ritter playing no, the same character. John Ritter. Huh, alright. This was, these movies were very popular when I worked in a video store, so I'm kind of familiar with them, because a lot of people checked them out, and we kept mocking the people who would check them out. <laughs> it was so terrible. Boy, that guy really likes Problem Child. No, everyone, like, pe- there were people lining, like, hey, you got Problem Child in? It's checked out? Okay, w- I'll come back later, because I really want to watch Problem Child a lot. Hey, you know who else is in Problem Child? Michael Richards. Yeah, well. UHF's well, Michael Richards. Michael Richards is someone who's problematic. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, that takes us nicely to your good thing, Gav, doesn't it? Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like the voice that whispers sliders. I feel like I feel like it's in direct juxtaposition to the oeuvre of the nineties consumer culture that the quiet voice as opposed to the loud bombastness of effects and noise over plot. It's it's almost like this one person is standing up and whispering No They will not move, they will not waver, they alone will stand forth and usher in a new golden age of TV. Plot over effects Categories over noise and motives over tricks, and I, whisper person, stand with you. Uh, guys, right. would you mind joining me in a round of applause? <laughs> yeah, thank you. Absolutely. Deserves that. Yeah, I couldn't think of anything either. <laughs> Very well said. <laughs> but you might have put a little more thought into this show than I did. <laughs> no. We put more thought into the show than the writers did. We oh, well, that's, that's for yeah. damn sure. Come on, there was a character named Carol. <laughs> and Rembrandt Brown, Carol? you're forgetting that. And Rembrandt Brown. Okay, Phineas Bogg or Rembrandt Brown, which is worse? <laughs> oh, Rembrandt Brown. Rembrandt Brown does not roll off the top. Like, I, I literally, I mentioned this in our summary, but I literally kept wanting to call him Rembrandt Jones, and I have no idea why. Other <laughs> no, that, that rolls off. like that, a black exploitation movie. It sounds better. Yeah, he also sounds like a exploitation character, you're right. But no, it's Rembrandt <laughs> Jones sounds better. Rembrandt Brown is the blah, blah, blah. It's weird. It, like, the, the Rembrandt and the Brown, they, 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 don't ro- they don't work together. No. Oh, you know. That hard T at the end. No, it's the bees in the middle, I think. Rembrandt Brown. Yeah, it's almost Rembrandt like Brown. alliteration, yeah. It's yeah. uh yeah. and you would never say remember Rembrandt Brown, because that's just that's just a horrible <laughs> thing to say. I certainly wouldn't. Oh, it's so terrible. I hope to forget Rembrandt Brown after we wrap this up. <laughs> I probably won't. That's the one thing that'll stick with me, like Groppler's Orn. I'll just uh-huh. always remember Rembrandt Brown. <laughs> you know what? The phrase I'm going to remember now from now on is remember Rembrandt Brown. 
Bad, bad Rembrandt Brown. Remember the Rembrandt Brown. I'm going to be like a, a wonder one at work and then just think, remember Rembrandt Brown. Every, no! <laughs> every year on this day. <laughs> this, yes, this, Raise a glass and remember Rembrandt Brown. This will be as, as we record this, it's December 17th. It is now, f- henceforth, Rembrandt Brown Day. <laughs> Or the festival of Rembrandt Brown. Don't forget to send out your Rembrandt Brown cards to all your relatives. The, the festival of St. Rembrandt Brown. Uh, are we sure? Sliders action figures now. Are we sure it's not the, uh, oh, what did you call that place? Joni Baroni's Sausage Palace. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Joni Baroni's Sausage Palace, was that what it yep. was? Yep. Kingdom. Kingdom, Kingdom. that was yeah, it, right. yes. Because I'm always thinking small with the sausage. Jody Maroney's sausage pal, sausage kingdom. Yes. Yeah. Because because it, it hadn't become a republic by that stage. Nope. <laughs> well, not in this reality. No. They go to another reality. Uh, it's Jody Maroney's sausage republic. Right. This and proud of course, sausage republic. <laughs> and of course, there's there's that famous version of Shakespeare in this reality. My sausage kingdom for a sausage horse. <laughs> Sausage horse sounds like something it's something rich kids would play when they're younger. Oh yeah, it does. It also sounds disgusting. <laughs> yeah, yes. it's a sausage horse. Uh, Matt, what was your good thing? <laughs> oh. Uh, Chase Masterson's a very pretty lady and she definitely looks like Debbie Slider's sister. Mm-hmm. I don't think Debbie Slider's was her name, but it is now. <laughs> I don't care. No, it doesn't matter. She wore uh uh the Debbie Sliders did the 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 main chick in this mm. uh wore the cute little elf ears the whole time which I liked yep that's something yes no I was thinking about this when we were writing the summary again I'm like I don't know who anyone's fucking name in this show is except for Rembrandt Brown <laughs> they kept referring to the the main white dude which we'll talk about in a minute as Q ball and he's not bald he's got a full thick head of hair no like what yeah. And John it's because his last name's Quinn. 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 Okay, Quinn. Quinn. Q. Q. Ma- Ma- Mallory oh. Quinn. Is this probably your hair, guys? Mallory? <laughs> really? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, it's Mallory. Huh. Alright. Mallory. Is that his first name? Right. Mallory Quinn. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Rembrandt Brown and like Mallory Quinn. What's that name? Is that? <laughs> I know, I know. Actually, isn't. I know. Uh, John Reese Davies is Arturo. Yes, Arturo. Because they, he gets the special last credit. At, uh, and John Reese Davies as Arturo. I'm not okay, sure so if that's a first a or name last name, though. Yeah, I, don't, I have no idea. It's, Actually, he was my like sure. he's, he's He's great. And I think he's like. Uh, he should be like Brian Blessed's understudy. Like, he's nowhere near as good as Brian Blessed, let's be clear. But he's got that same, that beard-booming voice and the presence and the... Uh, Gordon's, Gordon's alive! Dead? Yeah, exactly. Like, he's... If if uh, if if, jo- if um, Brian Blessed can't make it to an event, that's who you send. <laughs> to, like, open your shopping mall or whatever. And it really felt oh, like he was slumming. Yeah. It felt like like he, he was the best thing in the show. And then we looked uh, at his credits and, no, this is his career doing mm-hmm. crap like this. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any more science fiction shows I could be on? This wasn't just one regrettable stop in an otherwise illustrious career. This is his career. <laughs> no, it was the other way around. Yeah, Lord of the Rings was a regrettable. Yeah, Indiana Jones was the best. Yeah. yeah. The, the, best the other do. nice thing about John Reese Davies is that he's a good replace. He's good if you need like a fat bearded Fraser. <laughs> Scrambled yes. eggs. Yes, I'll do your show. Which works out well because the priest in this looked like a um, the brother of the brother of of Fraser. <laughs> oh yeah, like, like David the, Hyde Pierce. It's like if David Hyde Pierce was the multiplicity clone of Kelsey Grammer, then this guy's the multiplicity clone of uh, David Hyde Pierce. <laughs> so wait, J- John Reese Pierce and David Hyde. Wait, uh, the three name guys are messing me up, man. Yeah, but where does Rembrandt Brown come in? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Well, one of you pointed out Rembrandt Brown is the only character that sticks through the entire series. Yes. Yes, I saw that when I looked it up. Yeah, I, I did too what? when I looked it up on Wikipedia. 
Wow. So English guy's the only one who actually watched it and knows that. The rest mm. of us just glanced at something on the internet. Yes. No, I just yeah, English guy's the only one to watch the show. Why didn't you say yeah. anything? It's like you it's like you forget things after you've seen them. Yeah, I, I can't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> but you definitely remember that this was a good show. That that much is Def- definitely, yeah. Okay. I definitely remember enjoying this one. Are you sure you didn't watch an opposite bit? Uh, I'll take your word for that. <coughs> yeah. Are we all a savannah of the uh, lead <laughs> character? Of what character? Of the lead character? Well, the, the lead actor song. What? Jer- the, the weird yeah. one. That's Jerry, Jerry O'Connell. Jerry O'Connell. Yeah. The weird, yeah. creepy one. Are we all, thought... are we all savannah is? I watched all I sorts of he, stuff he like, He creeped me the hell out. Why, what else has he been in? He, he had this... Scream 2, as mentioned earlier. <laughs> Don't just name things I've named. <laughs> Joe's apartment. <laughs> Joe's apartment. Was... Oh, yeah. With Megan Ward, who was he off was of Dark of... Skies. Oh. He was one of the kids in Stand By Me. He was, yeah, I remember that. And but... other stuff. No, that and... guy creeped me the hell out. He didn't. He doesn't blink. He's usually smiling, and <laughs> he just—he looked like, he looked like the watered down for TV version of uh, uh, Patrick Bateman, like from uh, American Psycho. He just ugh, unsettling. Yeah, you say he looked like he's wearing his skin. I can't disagree. Yeah, no, he's wearing Jason <laughs> Bateman's skin. He looks yeah. like Jason Bateman. Oh, he just. We when we watched the episode, and it's just like, everyone else get the feeling that Jerry, that Jerry O'Connell, like like, murdered the person who was supposed to play this character and then replaced him? Yeah. And wore his skin. Yeah. As a hat. He's happy. He's just smiling all the time. I'm just, just, glad, I'm just glad to be sliding with the rest of you sliders. <laughs> no, <laughs> you can't say the word out loud, Matt. You have to whisper it. I'm just glad I'm sliding with the rest of you sliders. <laughs> Is this better? Is this a better yeah. way for me to talk about sliders? Much better. Come on, oh, uh, so English Gav, I know you I know you adore this show. It's your favorite thing in life, but did you manage to find a bad thing? Yeah, yeah I, I think I might I did, yeah. I, was, I, I okay. can imagine the meeting. I've come up with a good Christmas story. Is it good? Fuck no. But he's got a good Christmas <laughs> message. Okay, what's how does that tie into the alternate world concept? Uh, none. Uh, I mean, uh, <laughs> one of the managers' wage sisters. Yeah, that'll do. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> yeah, they barely used any of the concept of the alternate worlds concept of the show. It's... So do do other episodes do other episodes do that better? Because yeah, we all I think agree that this is not really an exploration of, of alternate realities at all. Did they do a better yeah. job in other episodes? Did they? I, th- I I seem to recall <laughs> that they did. <laughs> well it's not well, even fine. it's yeah. not even just the people working on the show. It's the characters as well who don't seem to get like, like nobody on the Sliders teams knows anything about traveling around parallel universes. Debbie Sliders... No, they've been doing it for three years now. Debbie Sliders, yeah, and that's her name, has to explain <laughs> to Jason Bateman Man that Chase Masterson isn't her sister. Then he still uses pop culture references. He's probably the kind of person that goes to another country, then gets annoyed when not only do they don't have his favorite brand of ketchup, but there is no fucking ketchup. <laughs> but even though Debbie Sliders has to explain how alternate realities work, she then has to talk to her sister, recounting stuff that they did when they yes. were nine. The, the, on the, an alternate, on a different yeah, planet. The, the yeah, didn't do. Stop doing these things, you <laughs> fucking idiots. Also, this is season three. At this point, they should know this. Like, if yeah. early <laughs> season one, maybe they wouldn't get it. But Get your shit together, Sliders. You've been sliding a long time now. <laughs> Whisper it, yeah. Matt. Whisper no. it. <laughs> yeah, they've been sliding. Get your shit together, sliders. <laughs> uh, Matt, what was your bad thing? Okay, so sliders is apparently under the impression that its satire is on fucking point. And I can, say, and as a seasoned reviewer of Star Trek and thus all television, I can say that that shit falls completely goddamn flat, almost as flat as the flats that Carol is worried about returning her small child to. Oh, yeah, the flats. <laughs> 
Now, a lot of this might be because of the fact that minus the cool Sky Mall, we're literally living this reality in 2016. No money, only debit or credit? Malls with residential areas? Constant advertising targeted at children? A company that forces its employees into debt to further the cycle of consumerism? Oh my god, it was Earth all along. <laughs> and it's all delivered just so horribly. Like, I, I keep feeling that like they're looking at the camera like, get it? Do you get it? Consumerism uh -huh. is bad. Christmas is too commercial. Guys, fucking Charlie Brown tackled this back in the 60s and did a better job. <laughs> well, they don't know who Charlie Brown is, Matt. They made a point of telling <laughs> him. That's right. Plus, the ending is stupid and schmaltzy, and I hate it. Yep. <laughs> Actually, this is basically my bad thing as well. Just uh, uh, The show uh, was uh, produced by uh, Tracy Torme who was one of the writers on early next gen, like season one of next gen. Uh -huh. And boy, it shows like, Oh yeah. It's, it's that smug future man stuff. We complained about when we covered next gen that, that, well, where we come from, everything isn't terrible like this. It's great because we got everything figured out and you guys are just really primitive and terrible. Ugh. Nice job dummies. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. I feel like she was in charge for most of the sliders. <laughs> Washer. It's actually he. I thought I thought Tracy was a lady too, but it's he, actually well, he. Then, he? Yeah. yes, he's a he. I think he's the showrunner, right? Like he's it's this is his brainchild. I, I, oh, that's the impression I'm on the I I believe that's the case, but uh, yeah, it, it definitely the, the, had that that same feeling. This was his baby, but he tried to give it to John Reese Davis, but it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> I no, no, that's paying... John Reese baby. Right. <laughs> I wasn't paying complete attention the first time I watched it. For some reason, I got a little distracted. But I, 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 missed, I missed the part where they gave the baby to, like, a nun or whatever. I'm like, where is the baby? I thought the whole conflict of this episode was they had to get this baby back to its mother. Where is this baby? Yeah, I was sure this is going to turn into, like, three men and a slider's baby or something. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I, I did like the short sequence of past the baby as well. The woman, <laughs> the woman passes it to... Uh, John Reese and then does a runner, and then John Reese passed it to Debbie Sliders, and he did a runner as well. I think I don't the trust this. You take it. <laughs> Here, this is your problem now. Yep. They're playing hot potato, or like uh, hot hot potato peels in water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they don't have potatoes in this reality. Right. Oh, was that the twist? <laughs> Yeah, they just look, that was the sci-fi twist. Yeah. <laughs> just had no em potatoes. They just had empty potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> then it starts raining potatoes at the end, and everything. Oh, all potatoes are already peeled. <laughs> yes. Yep. Uh what else? Yeah. What else, indeed? Uh, well, the subliminal oh, message stuff looks terrible. Yes. It did convince Rembrandt Brown to buy toys, though. <laughs> but we all noticed that there was very little difference between the normal ads and the ads that had subliminal advertising in them. Like, <laughs> yeah. Basically the same thing. It was, yeah, there was yeah. a few different words, but they weren't any worse than the words in the other ones. Yeah, I think the ones right. that could see it was like, toys make you happy. And the hidden ones was like, toys equals love or something. Yeah. Along the right. lines. It wasn't, it's the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> right. Plus, subliminal advertising is bullshit, but uh, okay, this is a sci-fi show. It's not what? in this reality. In this reality, it works. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's fair. There, I fixed the whole episode. <laughs> well done. Uh, what else? Uh, Debbie Sliders, her uh, her alternate father, was, like, was coming under at one point, and then he, yeah, I mean, he, doesn't, he doesn't know her, and just randomly asks her right. to dinner. Yeah. Just like, hey. Yeah. She's a young, pretty girl. What? Is, what is? What else could this be? You look like my dead daughter. <laughs> Who I no, don't know in any way. <laughs> hey, you look like... Oh, God, no, I'm not even going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> I mean, Gav already made his joke about, uh, about George Washington on the ship. I think we're good. <laughs> Uh, Debbie Slider's alternate dad was wearing this bright red vest the whole time, which just made me think he was in a barbershop quartet. So close to baby on board. Yeah. Or except the baby be. died. Yeah, except that they, oh, unless they pass it to John Reese davies 
Right. Oh, no, I was thinking about Debbie Sliders. The baby was thrown overboard. (laughs) The baby was the bathwater. Or or the uh, potato water. (laughs) Uh, That's all I got. Anything from you, gentlemen? Uh, No. Uh, yeah, at some point they do, their docks pay because they're not spending enough. Now, I'm not the greatest economist, economist, <laughs> <laughs> but it's a word okay. in this reality. Okay, okay. but <laughs> surely if they have less money, they're going to spend less. What? No. What? <laughs> yeah, that, that doesn't check out. The the economics of this world, I don't think, was really thought through. Or like the story, and you don't you don't say. <laughs> yeah, and and they they turned up. They wanted something to eat. Oh, you've got to get a job for something to eat. So, so they got a job just so they can get something to eat, and then they complain about the perks of the jobs. You're only going to be there two days. Yeah, what do you right. care? It's not like you have to pay this shit off. Plus, John Reese Davies gets to be Santa, which he seems to like kids. So yeah. it actually seems like. Not a good permanent job for him, but for two days, it seems like something he'd actually have fun doing. John makes uh, me it, it, it did two seem days to of Santa. What's that? It did seem to enjoy it. He certainly yeah, got he it. Did. He That's turned right. from Mr. Science Guy into uh, happy, festive miracles and religion and faith and things. And shit. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's what happens in Christmas specials. Is that anyone yeah. who's reasonable <laughs> turns into, you know, Merry Christmas, Sky Mall. Merry Christmas, building and loan. It was a great motivational speaker, though. Wait, oh no, wait. Oh yeah. Oh, he completely turned those kids around with like a five-minute speech. He got them off video games, which, as a kid of the '90s, it should be impossible. Yeah, it should be impossible for any time period. But yes. Those eight kids, and now he's saved that reality. Didn't do any songs for the woman with the baby, though. No, you'll never get him back. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> I I really loved the scenes where uh, the camera was clearly watching him giving these subversive speeches, and there's basically a little alarm that says thought crime. Like, <laughs> subtle, subtle, Slider. Subtle. <laughs> subtle. <laughs> thought crime. <laughs> yes. Sliders. Uh, anything else? Copyright infringement. <laughs> well, gentlemen, yeah, they, this, this was actually, they did have a that right now. Oh. Go ahead. Sorry, go on. Yeah, they did have a good way of saving money, though. What, not spending? How's that? Yeah, no special effects. Not, not even oh, the yeah, sl- shot them all. Not even the portal at the end. No, we're not even showing that. That's off screen. They're just diving onto some bags. <laughs> Yeah, there were no special effects. The vegetables from the, yeah, uh, they're diving onto the vegetable nope. patch, the the pile of furs. <laughs> yeah, the other. So that's the other show where people are going from uh, from time period to time period. Yeah, yeah, Voyagers had more more special effects with the uh, with the candles on the Christmas tree. Mm. I mean, yeah, and more, surely uh, they didn't more actually sex do too. that. And more sexy. <laughs> No, that, that's insane. That's that's way uh, way too dangerous to put in your home. Come on. So uh, yeah, yeah, that's it. We uh, recommend yep. of those two voyagers. <laughs> yeah, which is still terrible. Let's be very clear. <laughs> very terrible. Oh, Miss Chase Masterson wanna... as well. Oh, we didn't talk about her. Uh huh. Yeah. Yes. At one point, okay. uh, the, they were commenting on a tree and goes, "Why aren't there more of these here?" And she goes, "Well, they're hard to bring up." But you can build a whole fucking town on a cloud, but a tree's hard. <laughs> Maybe in this reality, buildings are made out of clouds. I don't Cloud. know. Gravi- gravity Cloud. Gravity is worse. Or something. Science, yeah. <laughs> At first, the, that, that super cheesy shot of the, uh, of the mall up in the clouds just reminded me of that uh, the, the original series uh, Star Trek episode, The Cloud Minders. Yeah. Just looked like that. Only there was an escalator that went up. So, and we got to watch every painstaking moment of them taking the escalator. Oh yeah, it was yeah. riveting. It's always good when they remind <laughs> you of better shows, isn't it? How else would you know how they got up there if we didn't watch them take the escalator? I have no idea. 
Wait, uh, why did they All just right, teleport to that? Oh, that's a good point. Wait, they can't teleport. Yeah. In this reality, can they? They can. I don't know. You're the sliders expert. You're, uh, you're the sliders expert. <laughs> All right, Matt, we got a quote, don't we? Uh, I believe we do, yes. Very well. This is some, some real uh, subtle symbolism and, and uh, social commentary here. Yeah, see, you can't stop what we've already started. I mean, these kids now know what the true meaning of Christmas is, right? <laughs> and you think that that's singing a few little carols and telling some maudlin fairy tales, huh? No, you are living in the past. Christmas today is about cash flow. Yep. <laughs> so enjoy that. <laughs> all right, well, that that's all for this year. Uh, gentlemen, this is great. I, I love doing this. I'm glad we're still doing it. It's indeed. Do it again. I'm just happy to be here. Are you? Yes, I'm always happy to be here. Well, of course, you're drinking. Uh, yes, and I'm in my own house. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask. Did you guys? Did you guys have any kind of special beer for this? Oh, we had uh, just uh, the Belgian Blue Cow beer. Belgian Blue oh, right, Cow beer. Yes, yes. Yeah. Belgian so, Blue Cow beer. Uh, let- <laughs> Let's let's see if you can tie that into one or both of these episodes. Uh, wasn't there a cow in one of the nativity scenes? Oh no! Well done, Gav. Oh yeah, <laughs> you saved Christmas. Yeah, very well done. Yes, <laughs> that is the subtitle of this episode: the post stomach Court Christmas special. English Gav saves Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's all for this time. All right. the post-atomic horror podcast is a co-production of ron algar watt and matt robotham copyright 2016 please don't sue us we're just doing this